Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome into another week of the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast. As always, it's your host, Chuck. Shooting B-Dog right along with me. What's up, fellas? What How up? How you doing, guys? How's it going? Another week, another pod, guys. Can't complain. True that, man. We, we get on with made that. it through. Let's get on with the show. We're back, baby. We know y'all have been Jeez. patiently awaiting. Beto doesn't even want to exchange pleasantries. He's ready to start. Yeah, I'm ready, dude. dude. I'm he's, fired up. He's man. not even we trying to, to say what's up to the crowd, but that's so okay. We got a lot to cover today, man, and I'm excited for it. He's right. So let's jump right on into sports. We like sports and we don't care who knows. From shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports and we don't care who knows. Football, 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 tennis, hockey, golf. So, sports. Where are we starting, fellas? Well, of course the Redskins. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Wait, Have y'all been here before? It's the NFL offseason. It's the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast. We're going to talk Redskins first, fellas. So, as of... I don't know, a couple hours ago on Twitter when Ethan Albright decided to add a little more fuel to the fire, tweet now that it seems more and more likely that Josh Rosen, Rosen the Chosen, Rosen the Chosen. come to D.C. Yeah, I mean, uh, I just saw the tweet that you uh, retweeted or liked or something um, where they were talking about maybe a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, dude, I'm very excited. Uh, but again, you know, it kind of weirds me out that this all this talk is going down and – we haven't really heard anything, you know, more than just these people speculating about it. Like, there's nothing been from the front office, any indications or anything like mm-hmm. that. And I understand why, but at the same time, it's like, this is only the media. It's like, are they just stirring shit up or is this for real? You know, like, I don't know. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I've definitely been digging in the trenches, so to speak, of because course. that's what I do for the pod, you know. Got to stay in it. But yeah. I would say... Could it possibly be likely that the Redskins front office is doing something correctly for the first time? It could be. (laughs) Blake Dog. Blake Dog (laughs) says, uh, no. Uh, but yeah, I I don't don't mean, mean. maybe, maybe. Hey, T-Car with Risa. Oh, Risa. Way to start off the show. I love it. Thank you, T-Car. Appreciate you. Thank you, bro. No. Okay. So I did tweet out after the Ethan Albright tweet came out, which it says exactly for a second round pick and a future mid round pick in like the 2020 draft so meaning you don't have to give up a first round pick for a former 10th overall pick where many speculated that he was one of the better quarterbacks in that year's draft where last year that class was heralded as a great quarterback class so if you can get him without having to use a first round pick where another organization used a 10th overall for it's not bad yeah, I would take it all day, man. Um, you know, it's a, a huge need, and we've talked about it at length, uh, his strengths, his weaknesses, and all that. But, you know, the grand conclusion is that it would be a great addition to the team, uh, not just for this year, but for long term as well. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm all for it. I, I just, you know, I'm skeptical. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I don't want to get my hopes is- up. How do you yeah. think he ranks compared to uh, Baker in the grand scheme of things for rookie quarterbacks? So, and that's a great comment because what I was going to say is even, you know, well-renowned talent evaluator and Scott McLuhan, when you hear that name as a Redskins fan, you kind of perk up a little bit because you either have yeah. very strong feelings for or against him as what Man he can do stuff. as far as talent evaluation. Exactly. Yeah. So he had him right behind Baker last year in his evaluation. And I, for all the things that Scott McLuhan is, 
as a GM or whatever, you cannot deny he can evaluate talent. Yeah, yeah, that's so. It's pretty for him good. to say that and to see the success that Baker had, if he had him right behind Baker, that makes me feel even more comfortable because Let's Scott go. McLuhan, Scott McLuhan was a big reason why Baker Mayfield went one overall last year. Yeah, yeah. So, because okay. if you don't know, he owns his own consulting firm and he consulted for the Browns. And he was saying today on a podcast I listened to, it was uh, John Kime, NFL um, ESPN writer for the Redskins. He has his podcast out on Spotify, which is a pretty dope listen for any Redskins fan, just, for just sure. so you know. But he was talking to Scott and he was saying, like, what do you think as far as what are the Redskins needs just overall? Because you can speculate all day, you know for cornerback pass rusher all these different things but at the end of the day like if you don't say quarterback it's because you're living in some fantasy land hoping that alex smith is going to recover from an injury that could possibly end his career yeah i mean there's really you know he's a year out at least in my opinion at least you know um and he's getting older so him even coming back is in question but you know again Taking this young guy who has a lot of upside, I think, would, like, cover the gap in case Alex Smith does come back, you know? Like, mm-hmm. then we could deal with well, that then, you know? And we could maybe... And, and, yeah, and that's a good problem to have. Exactly. You know, two quarterbacks. I, mean, I look think at he's going to be pretty good. I think he might surprise some people. Yeah. I mean, but even if Alex Smith comes back, I mean, you got to realize the conversation right now is even if he does come back. So right. if he does come back is he going to even be remotely effective as a number one? He may now become a career backup. Like, and so if you get Rosen, you're already primed. Yeah. You paid Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. He understands his leg is, you know, probably like a hunk of meat right now, but he's also taking this money from the organization, which I don't think as a person and a player, like even him, like everything you hear about Alex Smith is like great guy. He wants to come back because he has this money that he's going to get paid. He wants to give you value. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. If right. he even recognizes to the fact that his leg can't handle QB1 status and he just loads all his mentorship onto Josh Rosen, that's not a bad situation. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're also going to have either Colt McCoy or Case Keenum, who are, again, career backups, but still been in the game for a long time. Great advice, at least. Yeah. And you're getting dirt cheap for at least three years. Hey, they pull it off again. I will, okay. I will, I promise I won't say anything bad about him for at least a month. And I get it. Like he had a terrible rookie year and yeah, all these different things. That's fine. But at 15, you're either going to get a Drew Locke, Daniel Jones or something like that. And I would <laughs> take a guy who's played in the NFL for one year. For sure. Albeit not a great year. It's still NFL competition. And give him to a quarterback friendly coach and Jay Gruden who can freaking make Andy Dalton look good. Yeah, I think he <laughs> right. can make some things happen. And, you know, it's just going to come down to whether or not the compensation is out of control or not. Yeah, no, and I, I think I think that it will be fruitful for both parties. You know, again, he yeah. could come here and raise his stock tremendously. And if at the end of three years it looks like he's worth keeping around, then we could go and sign him, you know. And yeah. then we're Give set up for chance. the future, yeah. And I, exactly. and I agree with you the future. and I agree with you that Jay Gruden, I think is probably his best option at this point mm-hmm. for a coach. I mean, he's going to come in and yo, here's the keys I to think, I think one of the greatest passing offenses or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's it's going to help him out tremendously. So it's it's a win win, and uh, we'll you know we'll see if they actually pull it off. I, I'm still I'm not I'm holding my I'm not going to hold my breath. Wait and yeah. see. Yeah, and again, we won't harp on it too much more because clearly Chip is getting a little stressed. He's worried if he should be holding his breath or not. It's but I yeah, say it's this. stressing me out, man. <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. Before we get off the Redskins and Josh Rosen, I will say this one last plea to all Redskins fans out there that may be listening and watching who are all over the you know, Redskins Twitter who are saying that Josh Rosen's a terrible idea. I just want you to just take a deep breath for one I second. I don't think so. And understand that the Redskins need a quarterback, okay? So if you can get one for a second-round pick that – at the very least, is going to get you three years of a very cheap deal when the Redskins are so contractually destroyed because of Alex Smith. Yeah, it's not, there's a lot worse things in the world. You know, we could draft yes. a Matt Jones again. You I'll, know, t- I'll tell you. So. I'll tell you what's worse, dude. How about a jersey of over thirty names crossed yeah, exactly. off? Yeah, and B Dog is the perfect example because he can tell you his organization has taken a quarterback in the first round year after year after year, and it's Do still neglected to hit. So if it's, you can just get something. It's not easy. It's not easy to find the Tom Brady's out there, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm not. I'm by no means calling Baker. You know, the next Tom Brady, but he's at least it's hard, he's at man. least good. It's hard yeah, finding a franchise exactly. quarterback. It's not easy. Yeah, and, and you know, exactly. haters. You know, they forget to mention that. They forget to see that fact. And you know, football fans acknowledge. Hey, there are going to be some rough years ahead, but you know. If the Browns can do it, hey. I mean, my, my whole thing is if we bring him in and he's not good, then we're in the same situation where we're at now because we have Case Keenum and Colt McCoy going. So, literally, it you know, if if it's a total bust, we still have yeah. the, the same plan that we're going forward with now, but we at least have the chance of something better with this young exactly. guy. Exactly. And that's kind of so where look, I'm at. If, if you look at it objectively as far as a second-round pick, like, you can get good players in the second round, but – there are also good players who are waiting to develop in the second round. Yeah. Look at Ryan Anderson. Exactly. He is a good player, has yet to take that next step. So at the end of the day, you're paying him on a rookie deal, and it's only a second-round pick. Like, you get some of those every year. Yeah. So if you can get a guy who may potentially just maybe one out of a ten shot, you got him for 15 years, you got to take it. Exactly. You yeah. Take There's it. no reason gotta not to do it. Worst case scenario, you do exactly what the Cardinals are doing right now and draft quarterback again next year and get two Tagalova. <laughs> Exactly. Like, hey, there's always next year to kind of fix next this. Year. Yeah. There's always next year, man. So, one place that there will not always be next year, fellas. <laughs> as it's kind of a joke as that is, I do feel bad for a lot of the players and like the support Do the this team, tolling church. The AAF though. failed, fellas. Yeah, I mean, failed. yeah, it's it's a bummer. Uh, like objectively, like not thinking about the human side of the aspect. Like, yeah, exactly. Not, like, duh, of course it failed. <laughs> like, I mean, that's yeah. the thing is like, you know, when you heard, like, first of all, we only heard about this in the middle of the NFL season. I had never oh. heard of this prior to that. So they didn't do a very good job preparing everybody for it. And then, you mm-hmm. know, again, I watched one or two of the games. They were not bad. I will say it was not a bad product. They were putting out there, but you know, the thing about trying to compete with the NFL is the only really way that you're going to be successful uh, is if you don't follow them right away because everybody's burned out on football by the time this started, you know, and there's really, you know, there's no market for it at this time and it was tough, but 
You know, as you can see, there's there's new updates. The sudden collapse left players high and dry with bills for housing and injuries. You mm-hmm. hate to hear that, mm-hmm. man. That's yeah, just it's terrible. It's it, tough. It's freaking awful, man. And here's my thing about the AAF. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, and that's what my initial reaction was of the people are burned out of football. Like, maybe that's why it's not working. But the week one proved that, like, if it's in football and it's decent, like, they will watch it. Like, the ratings were great initially. Yeah. And they started to fall off. And it started to fall off because at the end of the day, the AAF is essentially a glorified college all-star game. Yeah, every week. yeah. that's right. Yeah. So the talent isn't there. And AAF was trying to work out a deal with the NFL and the NFL Players Association to where they can at least use practice squad guys. Or not even a practice guy, guy, a guy who's on a future contract, future reserves contract. And the NFLPA was like, no, we're not doing that. And their argument is, you know, if he goes plays in the AAF and and plays his ACL, there goes his NFL dream. The AAF is over here like, bro, we're supposed to be like your developmental league. Yeah. you showed our commercial during your broadcast, like, but you're not even going to let us get a guy. The whole thing is weird. You know, 150 on a roster of 46 that's going to finally make. You can't let me get the last two guys there. You know, yeah, Just I to mean, make our product a little bit better. It's really strange because it's it's like they were like, yeah, we'll help you, but no, we're not going to actually help you. You know, um, yeah, yeah, Nebraska. You heard that correctly? Yes. Breaking um, news for Nebraska. Yeah, well, yeah. It was you know again they sh- as Blake said many times they should have taken this the D- the D League route like the NBA mm-hmm. and just got to go with the D League man and, yeah. and then suddenly everything is all cohesive and it's all good exactly you've got one league feeding other pl- feeding up to the big leagues and you get a chance exactly like a good Look stepping the- stone you know it's like post they could even have it to where you know you could set rules where they could go down and get players from the AAF in the end of the season or whatever you know like I mean, you say the D League in the NBA when you can also just reference the biggest farm system in the world, Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, yeah. yeah. So I, I go basketball just it, because they have. You think of it as more publicized. Yeah, but at the end of the day, like the MLB controls like a major part of the farm system for baseball, just like you're saying the NBA controls a major part of. The D League, whereas the AAF was just like Bill Polian and a couple other guys. Were like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we used to be general managers. We'll send you some players. <laughs> like, we're starting the like, football yeah. league, boys. And here's Roger Goodell thinking like, maybe if I put this league out to fail, and it's going to make people think that the XFL coming in two years isn't going to be any good either. That so. is actually, I haven't heard that hot take yet, but that. That sounds very, very, very accurate, man. Now that, that you a, said that. That is a chalk a hot take. Right it sounds there. like that would be exactly like something that they would do. And that would be smart business, to, to be honest, because now the XFL is coming in. Mm-hmm. And again, I separate this completely from the XFL. Again, the, the AAF was not. You know, that's, we, you. that's you. I understand that, that. But I'm saying I think that most people who actually are waiting or wanting to watch the XFL like myself realize <laughs> that they're actually i mean dude he failed at this once you know what 15 years ago yeah he's been, he, you bad. know he's been plotting this shit dude and there was an article out the other day that says he's got enough money right now after all the stock that he sold to run mm. it for two years yeah so which is what when he saw it was literally the same day when he saw the aaf collapsed um all right you know, literally that day he sold 
$227 million worth of stock in WWE to fund the XFL. So here, yeah, but all right, all right, all right. At the end of the day, man, you guys have gone further down the rabbit hole than I have with the documentaries. You know how crazy off the rails man Vince McMahon is you're telling me there really is a shot for the XFL dude to... he that's a character that he is portraying Blake he's I, not like that if you, I don't know if man. you watch his inter- now I've seen no, I, I've seen I, him I, flip I, out I, in interviews come for on sure. give me some more cr- I'm no, able to distinguish I agree between that, but I'm saying I think I think that he is much more calculated than what he is perceived to be like anytime he's in front of a camera even if it's an interview where it's serious or whatever mm-hmm. I think that he is always playing a character. Now, it may be, like, scaled back from when it's WWE attitude shit, but, like, you'll see him yell at at uh, dudes that are interviewing him over questions, and it seems crazy, but at the same time, he plays that character all the time. But I feel like behind closed doors okay. when it's business, I feel like he's got this thing set up and ready to go. All right, I'm going to be doing justice of the host of the show if I don't stop you right there. We're stopped. Okay. Because we're starting to get into what is going to be talked about later. I know, I know, I so know. I'm, and I'm we're stopping the Vince that. McMahon conversation either way at the end of the day. Like what we're saying, XFL, it could have been. That was just a conspiracy theory that spawned an argument between you two that I was like. So. <laughs> so what you're saying at the end of the day is Illuminati confirmed. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, there's other crazy conspiracies that the guy who owns the league, which I thought was weird, that he's the owner of the Carolina Panthers, a hockey team. Like, why is he buying a football league? But that's weird. There's a theory out there that there's some type of app in development for betting or something, and he just wanted the rights to that, and so he bought the league to take over the app. <laughs> Get the app. And, yeah, hey, he's, the same. he's just a conspiracy that I've heard. Right? Hey, anything's like, hey, is anything's possible out there. Bet- betting is becoming legal. You know, now nationwide, yeah, right? and yeah. everything is at based. <clears throat> so if you could buy Uber for $70 million at the beginning of Uber, I'm pretty sure you would have done it too. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. That's just a crazy conspiracy theory I heard too. But, you know, can we got to get off conspiracy theories and all that stuff. Yeah, because like I said, we're going to talk about that John Oliver tonight thing in the entertainment section. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's gonna it be- was a pretty, pretty monumental uh, week in DC sports this week because mm-hmm. you know ding dong the return of the prodigal son Bryce Harper to Nats Park all I can think oh. of is that part in Star Wars where that guy's like traitor and he flips <laughs> oh in episode 7 yeah yeah, we, yeah so if you've been living under a rock because oh, this has been talked God. about on all sports media and really probably on just general media but yeah. Bryce Harper returned to Nats Park on April 2nd, and it started out so good. It was literally it was so good. It was literally everything we had wanted it to be up until his after his second at-bat. I mean... Third at-bat. Third, third at-bat, at-bat. excuse third. me, third at-bat. So, Chalk had always continually said, when he comes to Nats Park, he's going to go over three and get booed Against out of the... Scherzer. Yeah, yep. get booed out of the building. And, I mean, essentially, that's what happened. Scherzer shut him down hard. He was Hard. getting he was getting more booze. It was so damn loud and great. Hard. And there you had fans in the outfield that spelled traitor. You had oh, people it was great. wearing clown outfits. Like that was a clown move, bro. Like crazy defiled jerseys. Oh yeah. I mean, it was everything we wanted it to be. And this is while we were on stream as well. So we're all talking mm. about it, having a good time. Then we get off stream mm. and I go check the the rest of the story and 
Didn't end so well for our boys on that. No, act two was not good. But, you know, to give Bryce Harper some credit, you know, he's getting booed, he's getting destroyed, you know, for a decision he probably ultimately, I think, honestly, at the end of the day, regrets. I think he really wishes he could have stayed in D.C., but now he has to fully embrace this Philly lifestyle. Like that's yeah. the fan base in Philly, dude. Like yeah. just mean, terrible people. Exactly. He he legit to a, what is apparently a theme on this week's episode. He went full heel, like WWE style, yep. and oh, has leaned yep. into it. And why not? As much as I he's hate got it, nothing, he's got nothing else to do, man. Yeah, yeah. He has nowhere else to, to turn. Nothing. And as much as I hate it, it's good for baseball, dude. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's going to create really good drama, you know. And again, you cannot deny Bryce Harper's star power, you know. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons that it hurt us so bad that he Mm -hmm. went to Philly again. Yeah. It sucks that he left in general, but if he had gone anywhere else, we would have coped with it and been okay. Yep. But he did the the heel, the classic heel move. So now he has to be the heel and just embrace it. And again. As we've seen with with all these WWE storylines that we keep referencing, mm-hmm. when you do that, it, it generates revenue, and that's gonna that's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, he definitely has embraced it. But like I was saying, if you got you know NFL correspondents tweeting about your Tuesday night game at the beginning of the season, yeah, and how awesome it was to see you're doing something right. Whereas, I mean, yeah, there's a handful of wackos out there who are like, if you booed Bryce, if you booed Bryce Harper, you're a terrible person, and blah blah blah. blah. Like, no. dude, calm down. It's sports. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let us different have clothes, different clothes. <laughs> Inter- <laughs> like, Entertainment I... is part of the sport. Exactly. That's yeah. the whole reason you pay attention, dude. It's not. I mean, the sport is great, but the storylines that go into each game are inter- what make it entertaining. Yeah, and Bryce Harper has always wanted to make baseball great again. So if he makes it into this crazy fanfare drama every time he plays in D.C. and they're both relevant teams, like it can help make draw more people to baseball. You know, I would love to go back to the era of, you know, the steroids era where everybody was Mm -hmm. watching baseball, you know, (laughs) long ball. But like that was an exciting time to be a baseball fan. And if you could do that without the steroids and Bryce Harper can help bring that back, I'm all for it, man. Enjoy it. I just yeah, hate that he's doing that, it in Philadelphia. It helps that he can hit the ball friggin' 450 yards. <laughs> exactly, for real. Yeah. Like he did he does hit the long ball. And he did the sick bat flip, and yeah, it digs in me as an ass fan, but as a yeah. fan of sports, you're like, okay. gotta respect Shoot. the hustle, dude. I feel you, bro. Like, if I'm in my place, I'm just getting booed, and I struck out twice, and I got a fat fastball just to blast 450 and I yards. bombed it. Dude, I would have thrown the bat in the dugout. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Signed but, it. So. I would have, yeah. I, I mean, again, it's you, it makes a great story. Unfortunately, yeah. we came out on the wrong end of it, but it's a good story nonetheless, and it's a good – it was a good game. I mean – Yeah, and it will, it'll keep us talking about baseball yeah. for a ridiculously long I'm more season. interested in baseball this season than I have been in the past five yeah. seasons. So, so – just to touch on what the Nats are as a team, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously, it's like it's got 140 more games. So, like, am I worried? Not really. I do think they need to fire their general manager. Yep. I mean, not the general manager, the freaking coach, Davey Martinez. Like, when, yeah, we I don't need know to how do Dusty Baker gets canned, you know, after going to the playoffs two years in a row. And then this guy is just a straight hot mess. 
yeah, it's not even. So, it's it's crazy, but yeah, that but bullpen. Wait needs and some see, help. see how. I'm not going to worry about it this early in the season, so we're not no. going to analyze it too much. But yeah, we are in the time where I, mean, I don't even know what the cap Playoff. score is. I got it. I got it up, boy. Tonight. I got it right here for for Playoff, the fans. Boy-o. We are two minutes, eleven seconds left. It is two to one. Caps over the Montreal Canadiens. Right so we now. can clinch tonight. Division. Nick Dowd scored the first goal for the Caps, and Lars Eller got okay, him. Lars Eller, dude. Oh, I like it, man. I freaking love Lars. What, a great what an acquisition, right? What a great name. I, I am Lars. It's like Laws. something out of Beer Fest or From something. <laughs> and Uden. Who are we looking to play in the, uh, the playoffs? So, yeah, great question, B. Because right it can now, shake out. From what I understood, I still see a potential to play the Penguins. It could, but it's probably going to be the classic N- NHL second-round matchup, as it always is, yep. where it really should be the freaking conference final. Exactly. You can go all day about how dumb the playoffs in NHL are, but as of right now, the Carolina Hurricanes are who we're supposed to be playing. The Canes, okay. So, Dossie, yeah. if you're out there, we're coming Dossie, for you, buddy. Coming at you. And I just Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, I don't know what they're I doing. I mean, their social media account. I try to look at it every once in a while because they're doing some crazy new team thing at the end of every game now, yeah. apparently. But I just want to know how did the, the Carolina Hurricanes straight up just steal the Vikings? You know, soul? when I when, like, when I saw this on the little dude. on our rundown here, I went and go. Oh, I had to go look it up because I was like, "There's no way it's that close." You know, not not discrediting thing. you at all, but you know, thinking there's no way they really. And they really yeah. did, man. They straight up stole that shit, and it yeah. has gone unnoticed because I don't. I don't think there's a big crossover between. Well, maybe there is. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's not a crossover know. between NFL and NHL fans, but I would think there's there got to be enough. Yeah. But like, I mean, like, I like, I don't understand. Like, the stole thing is a well-renowned, like, well-renowned. What's that word for, man? I'm tongue-tied. <laughs> renowned. renowned. Thank you. Well-renowned yeah. Viking. Like chant, yeah. is it not? Yeah. So it has why, to do with hurricanes. So why are the hurricanes doing it, first of all? And yeah, like you tell me there's not one Carolina hurricane fan that like maybe happened no. to watch a single thing of football <laughs> two years ago when Case Keenum was leading the whole Minnesota crowd doing skull, like I after mean, the, the Minnesota miracle. Like everyone in the world seen that clip. The que- yeah. yeah, the question is is how how do you even like start something like that as a crowd? Like is the team in charge of like getting the so fans the behind that? that the Hurricanes, like the team, was like, "Hey, we're gonna start doing this skull chant," and so then they got the crowd in on it. Because like, who? How hard is this to learn? Yeah, skull. <laughs> like, took, took right. one try, one take. <laughs> but like, what the heck, man? If I'm Minnesota, if you were out there and you're a Vikings fan. You're probably not listening to this podcast, probably because we all know we don't like Kirk Cousins. But if you happen mm-hmm. to be listening. Please let us know why you're okay with this team. <laughs> you need to file a fan copyright law. It's crazy, dude. I've never seen nothing like it. But yeah, we'll see if we clinch tonight. We'll have to keep the crowd updated. Nineteen seconds left, so I'm kind of wait. I'm just waiting right. for it yeah, to update as as the end here. But um... awesome. So while we wait for what appears to be the imminent victory of the Caps, yep. we do have to talk some Wizard news, fellas. Wait Chip's a minute. Chip's starting to sweat. Yep. Uh, basketball. All right. I'm going to pretend I know basketball? what I'm talking about. Here we go. 
We're, we're not going to ease you down. I, let, let me start out here because let me go just go with what I know. All right. So I understand <laughs> that we finally fired Ernie. I yes. saw that on Twitter. So I was excited about that. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You guys can take so it up from there. That's pretty much all I know. Okay. Yes. For those who don't Toxic know, Toxic Gnome. Hey, welcome. The real talk. Oh, welcome. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Just yes, to get you anyone... caught up, we're talking Wizards basketball at the moment. Um, That's right. And uh, a little nervous, but we're, we're going to kind of guide him down here and kind of cover some stuff I hope you guys are excited about. What do you say? So, Thank you for that follow. Thank as you. I was saying, um, Ernie Grunfield, the cat, not the Cavs, the Wiz, Wiz. longtime 14-year general manager, was finally fired after – a pretty Goodbye. epic fire Ernie uh, hashtag campaign on Twitter. Oh, just so it actually worked with that team. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's look cool. who the owner is. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, so, finally got fired, and Ted himself said, "Look, look, I'm I'm open to do whatever I gotta do to bring a championship basketball team here to DC." So that's a guy you can believe too. Like, he did man. it in DC. It was a long struggle. It was a long yeah. struggle with the Caps, man. It was yeah. hard, but he's proven he can. Figure it out. So, finally heard the cries of the people. And, you know, I hope to say, you know, I'm not a big 106 The Fan, you know, the radio station back in D.C. I'm not a big fan of that station. But Danny, on that show, had a Twitter thread where he legit tweeted a new Fire Ernie tweet, like with some legitimate factual background on why they should do it every single day since December until he was fired. So, like, it's pretty impressive <laughs> Twitter work, I will say. Like, so, there's yeah. some passionate people wanting this dude to be fired. I wish he would can turn that quick. passion to maybe Bruce Allen. But, you know, either way, now that's gone. But we have to figure out, like, who's this team? Because John Wall is supposed to be that guy. And I love John Wall, dude. Of all the D.C. athletes, like, he fully embraces the city. Yeah. He calls it his city. I mean, John Wall is D.C., but he's hurt, and he won't be back for quite some time. While you have Bradley Beal, who is just Who's balling a good out, number two man. But he could be a number one, dude. He's the first wizard in franchise history to have two thousand points, four hundred rebounds, and four hundred assists in one season. And the season's not even over yet. Right. So, if given the keys, he can drive. He's a point guard. He can definitely control the team. But what do you do? Do you just blow it up and? somehow try to move John Wall? Like, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's going to be a crazy offseason for the Wiz. I'll tell you what, dude. How about you uh, send Wall up to uh, Cleveland? Yeah. Um, we'll scoop up a first round. We'll go get Zion. And then, uh, you know, we're back on track, baby. Could be a thing. I don't know. Could uh, be a thing. Honestly, I, all I'm saying <laughs> yeah. is that, I, you know, I think – that you could get a lot of value for John Wall still, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be a good move if they picked the right pieces. But, you know, Maybe again, I don't know LA. enough to, like, throw any names out there. But I'm interested in the idea of just rebuilding around him um, because, you know, honestly, John Wall has been great. He is great. But what has happened since he's been here? Nothing but mediocrity. Nothing. And that's not really yeah. on him. Again, he's not no, surrounded yeah. with the best. Yeah, of course not. It's so still, maybe it's everything. best for you both parties to, to just separate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You gotta hit a reset some way, but you can't just let two all-stars walk out No, there. God, so, definitely not. 
Hey, just real, we just don't real quick, speaking of another all-star, um, I think it is also worth mentioning right here, uh, just real quick, LeBron sitting for the rest of the season. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the uh, reaction the uh, NBA has had, I think just real quick that it's uh, it's um, his decision. I don't think it's the coach's decision. Honestly, the way you if you watched him play this year, it's hard to say he cared. Well, and I'm yeah, just going to leave it very gracefully at that. And that's coming from a Cavs fan. Yeah. So yeah, it's I'll tough. say about LeBron, like, yeah, of course the coach didn't have a decision. That coach hasn't had any decisions. <laughs> like LeBron James is Jackie Moon. He's yeah. out there player coach. He's controlling the show. Yeah. And the second he didn't get AD by literally offering his entire team, he was like, yo, dude, come to my team. <laughs> we'll even throw in the washing farm. machine. Okay? We're selling the farm. <laughs> literally, I'm like, he was almost like let me, me and AD, the two of us, gonna take a five, you know, full team of five. Like that's how that his mentality was. And once he didn't get that to happen, he checked out. So we'll see. That he's gonna get somebody. He'll get somebody to come there this offseason, and they'll restart. But the question is, will he get a superstar to go with him? I'm not. Someone's sure. gonna. I don't know. There is there is concern that some people are saying that he sucks the air out of the room. That was the quote I heard from. Which the same complaint was for Kobe and everybody else who's great. So near the end, they just want everything. So we'll see. I don't know. But yeah, it is basketball. So I don't want to run shoot away from the show. So we're gonna. Thank you. We'll, we'll ease him into it. Thank you. But before we transition, I do real quick want to talk about. The, the Jets' new uniforms because they did just drop on Twitter like an hour ago. Yeah. No, and well, these they, I saw some pictures yesterday and I sent, it, sent so, them to you. Yeah, well, those were leaks, but yeah, yeah. officially released yeah. today. Yeah. And it's just so funny because, like, my initial reaction to them was like, you I kind of like them. They're not yeah. that bad. Yeah. And then you see Twitter and it's like, these are the most garbage. Did you see uniforms. the color names, though, that they had for them? I guess I saw one tweet that was like, Thank you for selecting generic uniform number two. Press X to start your <laughs> franchise. Like, you know, it's pretty. I don't know why people hate so I don't hard, dude. I I kind of like the minimalist look. I think it looks good, dude. I think they look good. They look, you know, clean. It's not over dramatic. Like, what else do you want them to do, honestly? Like, yeah, that's pretty updated for the NFL, if you ask me. They got cool, like, little slashes, numbers, whatever. Like, it's cool, man. Yeah, I like the black, dude. The black is real clean. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. That was my official reaction. I was like, dang, that black is nice. And yeah, like I don't want crazy like creator mode uniforms with like yeah, right? slat and crazy designs and stuff. I think that's it's pretty dope. I, I like the font salty, on the though. front though. I like the font. This is New York, it looks tight. Jet straight up stole ULM's take flight. <laughs> you know, yeah, they you did. Know, yeah, they did. ULM has been yeah. rocking that for over a year. Yeah. Take flight as their hashtag, and the Jets were like, "Scoop." That's a good. That's a pretty good hashtag. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Look at this little Sun Belt team. Nobody they, cares. They got, yeah. Only three thousand, you know, followers on Twitter, but this is a pretty dope hashtag for, you know, a team that can fly. Let's steal that one. Yeah. But nice yeah, I had to talk that. about that though, just because it's popping off on Twitter. I thought that that was pretty funny because I actually kind of thought they're tight. I agree. Yeah. I think they're pretty cool. I like them. But, you know. Before we do go on to the other heart of our show, the gaming and entertainment, we got to give a shout out to our boys over there at Catch Fish and Chill. You know it, baby. Catch Fish and Chill. 
Uh, still, still rocking the the uh, tie dye hoodie on the front of the store. But there's all kinds of cool designs that he he's been sending me some snaps of some of the new stuff they're making. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. But again, the new swag is lit. Make sure you hit them up, man. Uh, all kinds of good gear, uh, hoodies, t-shirts, stickers, hats, whatever you want. Again, use our code RealTalkWCC for twenty percent off, uh, and let you you know make sure you use that so that they know that we sent you. Yeah, I was a little salty because uh, Connie, you know, sent us that Snapchat and she yeah, got that dude. free St. Patty's Day shirt. Oh, I was like, I want that. Right. And I was texting her back, and I said, "Do um, you want that?" Because my autocorrect. And yeah. she was like, of course I want that. You can't have this. I was like, no, no, I'm saying I want that. <laughs> but they got some sweet gear, man. I'm telling you, definitely check it out. All quality material for sure. But also our second sponsor, Mouse Planner with Jess, our travel agency. You know, if you know anyone out there that is possibly interested in taking any trip, she's actually planning a trip to the Dominican Republic right now. So okay, expanded. Expanding. She's, she can literally plan any of your trips. Um, all accommodations, all things like that. You know, if you'd have to bring your pet, something like that, she could figure that out for you. It's another one of our uh, accounts right now. So all things that you may possibly think you may want to do on a trip, we can figure it out for you. So definitely hit us up on Facebook and on Instagram. If you just want a free quote, we got a Google Doc. We'll send it over to you. Fill it out. Boom, right back at you. No you know, obligation whatsoever. But just check it out. We'd appreciate it. But... As we segue, we awesome. segue into the, the heart of the belly of the beast here on Twitch, and that's gaming. Yeah. Back up in your ass with the resurrection. Is the group harder than an erection that show? Back. Okay. So we always start with Bash EA. That's why it's our transition <laughs> screen. But guess what, guys? No bashing EA right off the jump. Tonight. It's shocking, honestly. <laughs> Shock. Don't worry. Come back next week. We'll have something for you. Don't I'm sure worry. we'll have something. Yeah, absolutely. Instead, we're going to actually kind of bash, maybe bash. I don't know. We'll debate it a little bit. Yeah. One of our favorite companies right now, Epic Games. Yeah, so right now, for you know, Epic is, is getting a lot of heat for uh, this Borderlands 3 situation. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, right yet, but the biggest thing going on right now around, if you've been around our streams, obviously we play Fortnite a lot. So, um, the biggest controversy was, you know, that recent patch that everybody still hates that we've come to like really not mind that much. I just wish that they would fix the the mats a little bit more. I mean, not, you don't even have to bump it up to 40%, just give me like 20% more. Um, but Today, they just released a statement saying that they're going to ban stretch stretch resolutions and cap the frame rate at 60 FPS for all uh, tournaments, which I think is freaking amazing. I think this is the great news. Like, as a console player, this actually gives us a chance against those (laughs) cheating-ass PC players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean... That's great. I feel like that's maybe B-Dog's first reaction to that. Maybe he didn't read that patch note. So the fact that he's excited about it, that's the only validation I need. I'm like, if B-Dog's that's, okay with it, then I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The harvesting and the loss of health and shield. Because we still get it in tournament play. And yeah. most people are over there anyways trying to qualify right, for right. the World Cup. So, you know, they're all busy doing their own thing, whatever. 
You got your. It's unfortunate that there's no tournament play for squads. That's a mm. little disappointing. Yeah, or give I, us the option to have the toggle maybe between the two modes. Right, right. Well, see, for me, the thing, you know, I, the what I read was um, I read a thing about, you know, it was like a normal guy's perspective on the, the patch and why it's good for Fortnite overall. And, you know, again, a week before that patch, we, were, we could go back on our stream and look and see us talking about how sweaty it is and how bad it is that, Right. Like, literally everybody pushes all the damn time. <clears throat> and that was a direct result of the fact that they knew they were going to get 50 health, 50, 50 shield from you when they killed you. So mm -hmm. when you get to endgame, you're going against basically invincible dudes that are really good at this game because they mm -hmm. have constant health coming at them. And it, it makes the game impossible for the casual fan. So you take the, the non-competitive mode and put it back to what it was, and now you have a place for the people that actually come in, spend lots of money on your game, but that mm -hmm. just want to play the damn game and not be freaking, you know, competing all the time. And now you have that. So for me, I think it's all good. Every And especially the best thing about this whole story is the reaction from the pros about <laughs> the stretch resolution, dude. You would have thought that, you know, the game is ruined for them. And my, my answer to you, or what I say to those dudes, if you're pissed about them taking away your stretch resolution, then you're probably not that Get good at this it. game. Because if you have to rely on stretch resolution to be good, then you're not that good. I'm sorry. Like, you could probably 1v1 me and kick my ass all day, twice on Sunday. But if you have to rely on an unfair advantage to be good at this game, you're not that good. Real quick on a uh, devil's advocate for that, uh, I had Connor explain to me just a little bit as to why someone would do that. Yeah. Based off of everything, you know, putting aside everything you'd seen on YouTube and everything else that's, you know, giving you your already predisposed opinion. Yeah. Um, I, he's, he had said something about frame rate factoring into it. Right. Which is cool. And I understand that. If, and if that's your case, all righty. Um, but again, you're still you, you're getting have an to advantage. Yeah. That's yeah. my thing. You're, you're, so the you're doing it to get totally an advantage. That's right. as simple as that. So if you are complaining this much now, again, Connor even said he's not that upset about it. So right. like a guy like him is, are the people that are going to be good in this situation. It's the dudes you see on Twitter that are like throwing things at their screen and freaking out. Like, <laughs> right, right. You're right, probably right. not that good at this game. If you have to rely on that, I'm sorry. Yeah. But they and, see that and they're like, Oh, that's the way I'm going to win. Yeah. And everyone's freaking out about the competitive mode, having these, you know, super long queues and all that other stuff. And mm -hmm. I understand that, but Epic will get that handled. Right. Like, just give it, stop living in such a world of instant gratification that you can't take a patch for less than 24 hours. And you're a professional player at this game. You already want to quit, like chill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing, you know, the thing about that is, you know, that's guys like Ninja complaining because he actually has to entertain his stream during that time, you know, like 10 yeah. minutes of downtime. That's what they're they're bitching about. Oh, well, now, you know, I'm on stream. I have 10 minutes of dead air. Now I got to talk to like, people. Oh, my oh, God. My you actually God. have to be entertaining to your chat. Oh, Holy God. shit. dude! No I'm so sorry. For you. Yeah. And again, like Epic will fix that. It won't always exactly. be like that. Exactly. So just, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not going to freak out if you make you know, a hundred million dollars a week, I mean, a month streaming Fortnite, and you had to talk to your fans for six minutes because the queue is a little long. Right. Like, right. Right. Whatever. But uh, yeah, I agree. Like, I think you have to go towards your casual gamer. That's who makes you the most money. 
you know, the kid who randomly downloaded it and is, you know, 17 years old or probably even younger who pays for skins and wants to play with his friends and not have some fun, not the 1% of players who are amazing at it. And yeah, they give you pub and all that other stuff, but you got to go with the people that's the mass of your consumers. Ninja ain't spending any money on this game. Like, let's be real. Yeah, exactly. So you got to go after the $15 battle pass every month or every eight weeks or whatever it is, you know, not the one streamer who makes, you know, all this money because he plays your game. So, right. I get it, you know, and I'm fine with it. I like it. Honestly, I like it. I know you really hate the Matt situation. Yeah, that's the only, that's my only complaint. I don't mind it. You just, dude, it like just literally takes time a month ago, it, it was yeah. the exact same That's what way. I'm saying. It just takes time to readjust. Like, it, it, you know, as we go, I'm getting less upset about it. I do yeah. like having 999 mats again. I'll we just have much. to remember also, you know, we, you know, we used to drop Moisty Mire and have access oh, to a plethora of trees. So yeah. you just yeah. pick your spot a little better. A plethora of piñatas? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Exactly. Oh, FYI. You go back to the uh, way the game is supposed to be played. Wow. Yeah, it's fine. FYI, Caps won two to one. Two to one. Clinch the division. Let's go. Let's go. go. Breaking news on the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast. There. So, but you know, we talk enough Fortnite. We're gonna play it four nights a week. Fortnite drama to bed. We're gonna Um, talk about something that we're excited about. Super. And a game that I've actually never even played personally, and if I'm that excited about it, and I've never even played it, it's pretty crazy. Is Borderlands Three. Yeah, this yep. game is getting a lot of hype, man. I'll tell you, and it's it's rightfully yeah, so. You know, again, I've seven years in the making. I've watched a lot of people play Borderlands Two, and it does it is awesome. Every you know everything Blake has talked about I, with it is I, awesome. Dude, I tell you, know, man. But uh, putting aside the fact that you trust Connie's opinion more than mine, that's cool. No, it's not well, that. You're, you're talking about a passive gamer where someone who buys them exactly games a year. exactly. You buy games and never open them. Exactly. Connie literally well, owns two games. Well, does a game wait, I wait, play. Yeah. Her opinion is, I mean, her her spectrum is very narrowed, so when she says it's very good, it's... No, I, I, I am just, I'm finally glad you guys are on board with all this stuff, and I'm starting to get a little more excited thinking you guys are going to get into this game a little more. So. For sure. So, uh, yeah. so the, what's the controversy around? Well, there's no real controversy, controversy yet. No, no controversy yet. Uh it, the only thing that, you know, they released the official release date, which is September 13th. Um, so that's going to be good. Good timing right around my birthday. Um, and then they also released the information about <laughs> the uh, the pre-order bonuses. So now I understand why Chalk thought there was going to be a controversy because usually when we're talking about pre-order bonuses, there is a controversy. Pre-order right. bonuses have gotten out of control to the point where you get like limited access to the game or you get the game early and it's just all convoluted. It makes the whole release uh, system jacked up. So I'm glad they stayed away from that because their pre-order bonuses are fairly standard. Now there is one that we'll talk about here in a second. So the standard edition, obviously just the game, which has a sweet ass cover, by the way, Um, 5999, no, no changes there. Then there's the deluxe edition, which comes with uh, three cosmetic packs, a weapon packs, a weapon pack, excuse me, and an XP and loot drop boost mod. So that kind of gets into the area of pay to win. I don't know how PvP this game is. Blake, you can maybe explain that. 
It's not really. Okay, so then that would just help you progress in the game faster, which, I, you know, if you want to spend the money on that, good. I'm going to play it normally and just do what I do normally. Um, then they have the Super Deluxe Edition. Of course, they have to have the Super Deluxe. <laughs> right. It has all the stuff from the other one, plus four campaign DLCs, new stories. But wait, there's more. Oh, this isn't even the last one. And they also yeah. give you a Butt Stallion weapon skin. That means a lot. Weapon trinket and grenade mod. That one's ni- $99.99. So the Deluxe Jeez. Edition is $79. The, the Super so Deluxe is $99. the season pass. You right. What was the season pass? Right. And then they have the Borderlands 3 Diamond Loot Chest Collector's Edition. Okay. This thing comes with all the stuff I just talked about. Plus a diamond loot chest replica featuring a functional retractable lid. This chest is perfect for storing your real world loot. Has 10 character figurines. Dang. A Sanctuary 3 snap model. I don't know what that all is. Co- all collector's edition yeah. stuff. Vault keychains, four of them. Cloth Dang. galaxy map. A art li- uh, Five art lithographs. And a Borderlands 3 steel case or steel book case. That's going to set yeah, you it's back. All, it's all collector's items. That's going to set you, you back $249. $249.99 for that. They're thinking it's going to have some value down the road. They'll definitely sell every single one of those. If freaking Fallout, you know, can sell that $200 thing with the helmet and then, you know, sell those out. Just remember this game. This game has been seven years in the making. People love this game. Yeah, just remember this game at the end of the day is meant to be played with your friends. You can even play it four-player split screen in your place. That's why it has another appeal, just like Diablo almost. Yeah. Um, and, dude, you're playing a freaking comic book. Come on, man. It's hilarious. It does seem yeah, awesome. So It's awesome. Like, I guarantee you they sell a ton of those $250 edition things. I think they will, too. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell a lot, man. We'll there's a there's a big following for Borderlands. Yeah, well, and it's, it's definitely going to so. be on stream for sure. Yeah, especially seven years out, dude. This, yeah, yeah. This, people are going to definitely buy that, dude. Oh, I mean, people for have sure. been they've been selling out of just remakes of Borderlands two, and the yeah. you know the handsome collection and all that. They've released it like twice or three times, and it sells out almost every time. So, yeah. it's awesome. So, should be a nice little addition to the stream for sure. One that I personally don't think i'll add to my collection that is coming out this month so we gotta talk about it is, yeah uh, we have to. days gone yeah days okay. gone um you know i got it up on the website here you can see it releases april 26th looks like it could be pretty good you know i'll probably red box it just to test it out and see what it's about um you know because it be part of the wait and see yeah exactly because the zombie hordes are insane it looks insane like i will definitely enjoy watching this on twitch that's for sure oh, it looks awesome um, but you know, again, we're going to wait and see on this one. Uh, it has kind of the, reminds me of left for dead a little bit. Yeah. The main character is that guy from, uh, BSG and force awakens. I mean, not force awakens, uh, force unleashed, um, star oh, killer. The voice actor. Yeah. He's the actual actor. You can oh, see it right yeah, here. Yeah. That's the guy. So you know, okay. he plays crash down or whatever on BSG. Uh, yeah. 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 Crash down. But yes. yeah, Deacon St. John is the hero. So that's that's who you're playing as. And, you know, he's kind of yeah, like a Daryl character from Walking Dead, you know, rides a motorcycle. And, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 
it's zombies. So yeah, the zombies. Yeah, you I know, love there's, zombies. There's, it's not just zombies though. You have to fight humans, and there's also animals to fight as well. So Let it's going to be interesting zombies. to see. Um, and you know, again, we'll wait and see. I'll rent it from Redbox, see if it's worth it. But we'll definitely be watching yeah. it on Twitch at least a few times because I'm going to want to see those hordes. That shit looks crazy. Yeah, I just don't oh, understand yeah. how that like works. Like mechanically, as the game, like. I don't know. Looks crazy. Seems Definitely like there's too many to kill. Yeah, it's yeah. Like wild. I don't know how you would survive that. Like and run away from all that. So yeah, they got that days. Safe house. Uh, the other, there's a lot of zombie games about to drop. So that's obviously a mechanic that game developers have figured out how to make those big hordes. So yeah, uh, World War Z's coming out. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. World yep. War Z. It's another crazy one that just it, when I look at the trailers, I'm like, how do you win? Like, <laughs> there's just so many of them. Yeah. But. You know, one crazy thing about gaming that I don't even mention this to you guys earlier, like some of my earliest memories of like playing video games were shoot when we were in Hawaii and we would go next door to Tommy's house and play Mortal Kombat. Dude, I know, bro. And like I used to be scared of like the theme music, so we had to play it on mute. Like the fatalities, like dude, would be like, real. I can't believe that there's a Mortal Kombat game about to drop dude. in 2019. You it's... guys didn't get 10. I got 10. I played it with Paul. Yeah, I played I a little fought, bit of it. I fought against him a couple times. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. I... I'm just, yeah, I'm not very good at these type of fighting games, but it's just yeah. like what Chalk said. Like, so this was one I of the first sheer. multiplayer games. That we ever really played. I mean, you know, I played a lot of Zelda as a kid, you know, on the NES or whatever. But when this came out, uh, when we were kids living in Hawaii, this thing took over, man. This is all we were doing. This is Street Fighter as well. Yeah. And like um, just the, the side screen fighter. Yeah. It's not something I've played probably since that era, really. And they've gotten so advanced <coughs> now to where it's, you know, 3D rings and all this craziness. Oh, dude, it's uh, that it's almost to the point where it's too intimidating for me to even try. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like everyone's just too good at them. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, essentially what it is. I've tried uh, those games, those injustice games with the superheroes. Baraka. Oh my God. So like not, it's not easy, dude. It's not easy. No. Especially when you go online, dude, it's impossible, you know? So, and, and so like, is the that. story mode worth like, the story mode yeah, is know. just to get you warmed up for play versus play. Continue PvP. the epic saga through a new cinematic story more than 25 and years unlock, in the making. It may have the unlock feature via whatever to get new players. players. It says players will take on the role of a variety of past and present characters in a time-bending new narrative that pits Raiden against mm-hmm. Kronika, the Keeper of Time, who has created existence, who was who created existence at the dawn of history. Okay. So that seems like she's kind of powerful. So, like, you know, because the, the classic Mortal Kombat experience, other than playing next to your buddy, was to work your way up. Up like the tower. Pyramid. Yeah, the tower. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. You know, people. And so I wonder if it's going to be like that. Yeah. I mean, if you I, could play I, it like that, here. play against a computer. <laughs> you could oh, yeah. Computer. No, yeah. Their story modes have been good. And that's the main thing that I've been that I've done when I've when I've even tried these games is the story modes, because yeah. it is kind of fun. But. That's really all there is for us in these games. You know, we're not, we are not skilled enough to be jumping in online, at least without dedicating some serious time. And who's got time for that, really? Yeah, I don't know. But it is worth maybe, like you're saying, redboxing it just to see what that narrative is. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, B, you played 10, so 
Yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I had it for a while. Of course, I traded in like most of my games, but I kept it for a good while just for sheer, you know, just like you were saying, you know, you're reminiscing of times of past, you know, for me, it takes me back to Long Island, man, where I go over to my neighbor's house and I just, I I learned that one move with uh, Sub-Zero down forward middle button on the nintendo bro and that's to send his little freezer thing forward oh yeah, yeah. takes me back dude. so you play that on next gen systems i'm sure it's yeah lit, but yep like that one like cartoon arena <clears throat> where you can play dragon ball z characters like how you can change perspective of the screen and stuff like yeah. that look tight jump force is what i think jump force yeah. yeah yeah but and we talked about it on the, the pod too but i just like you're saying it's just so intimidating man like Skill, cur- skill curve There's is steep. There's a lot of stuff to memorize, and that's kind of deterring. You know, and that the closest oh, we've come to that, the, co- the closest we've come to that is For Honor, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. True. True. So, hey, the we, love, we, did love, we did love For Honor. So, thank you very much, sir. You know. You're a gentleman yeah. and a scholar. Oh, oh we, with the raid. Thank you, the with, the raid. Thank you hey, with the raid. Let's go. With the raid four. Hello, welcome. everybody. Welcome, welcome. Y'all just joined at the perfect time. Because we're going to transition to our next and final, but usually pretty entertaining topic. Entertainment. Let's roll. Hello, everybody. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? So, for the new crowd, you guys missed a pretty epic rant earlier that me, as your gracious host, had to, you know, I feel like I was in the WWE. I was stepping in. I was like, listen. Yeah, yeah. Back to your corner. It was, it was getting a little crazy. Because Shoot and B-Dog were getting a big old fight about Vince McMahon. I don't know if it was WWE. a fight. But no, it was no, I'm, I'm over-exaggerating. I'm creating the better story. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. This is the WWE. He's a storyteller, folks. Darn it, too. <laughs> You're going down, brother. <laughs> Shoot and B dog fight is real talk over, you know. Oh you never know. Oh, clickbaited here, brother. I did see a pretty crazy video on John Oliver, which I don't really watch his show because I barely watch HBO as it is, and his topics are all over the place. Yeah. But when I saw the thing about WWE and why people should either boycott it or do crazy science, I was like, hmm, let's gotta watch, watch it. Yeah, we, gotta watch it. been watching a lot of WWE lately. And he presented some pretty wild points in that 23-minute rant. Yeah, so my issue with John Oliver is he only ever presents one side of a story. Um, This is notorious about him. Uh, He will never get – you will never get a fair shake from John Oliver. It is entertaining. Comedy. Yeah, Yeah. it's entertaining and it's it's well presented, but it's very misleading. Okay, I'm just going to say that. It's very misleading most of the time. Now, his 23-minute piece – Slammed the WWE mainly uh, about Vince McMahon's treatment of his wrestlers, saying that, you know, he showed clips where Vince McMahon said he doesn't feel responsibility for wrestlers who die young or whatever. Um, And then talked about how their contracts are structured so that they're independent contractors, but, Mm -hmm. you know, which which gives them the way to not provide them with with benefits. And... uh, they have no way. They have no non-compete clauses, so they're not really independent. I mean, let's be real about it. There's um, really only one thing. It's yeah. Like now there there are there are smaller ones you could go to, but there's none with the reach of WWE. So no. Um, no. the idea that that 
you know, you're going to just, oh, I'll be, go independent contract somewhere else. Yeah, right. Come on. Give me a break. Um, so, you know, he brought up some good points, like you said. And there's a lot there that you're like, this does seem kind of unfair. Now, a lot's one pack. To add to it, just today, uh, in response, The Miz, tons of former WWE stars came out. And uh, on both sides, some have said, mm-hmm. you know, no, this isn't this isn't the way it is. And then guys like CM Punk is like, yeah, this is kind of how it is. Um, so <laughs> I crap myself on SmackDown. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's it's a crazy story and there is some merit to it. I'm interested to see how many people um, actually bring signs that protested at, at WrestleMania. I yeah, I don't know if he has that big of a reach on the WWE fandom. I don't know. But he has a good point in regards to, like, Vince McMahon does listen to his audience. That's, so if, there's, if, there, like, if nothing else, he does listen to the audience. So take a call to action. You know, he, the, the WrestleMania is frontlined by women wrestlers for the first time ever because people wanted Divas right. to have more of a role in WWE, so he gave them the ultimate role. Yeah. So yeah, will that is the biggest match we'll, of the year. We'll it's the headline of, of that, WrestleMania. Yeah. So to and the thing I did like with the John Oliver piece is like he's I'm a wrestling fan. Like this is great entertainment. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But he was bringing in valid points along the same way. Yeah. So, that's yeah, that's why you know. I'm not as upset about the one sidedness of it because right, you can tell he's that like, he's yeah. actually a fan. Yeah. Every yeah. time it cuts away, cause. Wrestling is just bleeping awesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, and it he, is. It is. It's crazy. He's like, do you want to watch Vince McMahon get his ass kicked? Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> here you go. Feel like, better. You're probably thinking this guy should be, get his ass whooped. Well, here he is. Oh, like, he, literally, he literally took a butt to the face from Rikishi. Yeah. Like, so it's a crazy, it's just a crazy theatrical world of business dude like it's wild to separate reality versus what is the wwe it's a fascinating like case study on just like human beings really like if you can enter into this world like you're really as if what back in the day like shakespearean actors exactly it really is one of the last forms of live theater it's it yeah and it's just a wild way to think about it but it was like i said it was just a pretty crazy uh piece by oliver so no do i think that you're gonna see you know give them health care for all all these crazy elaborate signs something there'll be something there'll be something outside i bet there'll be a protest outside but my thing is is that this is an industry this is an industry problem this is not just a wwe problem like there, this is how it has been done. So yes, I agree that maybe he should update it and bring it into the 21st century. But yeah. if that's how it's always operated, you can't really be like, yeah, this is uh, overnight. Let's fix this. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. you know, who knows? Now, I did read something interesting that the guy who owns the Jaguars started a wrestling league, a wrestling promotion yeah. where he pays them like salaried employees. And they're full-time employees. It's like the AEW or something. Yeah, that's the one that you know uh, Jericho's in. So Home Run is a big fan of that stuff, saying that they're going to get better benefits over there. So I don't know enough about the wrestling world to where if a resurgence of say a WCW who gave you salary and health benefits, like could you really take it over? Maybe. I mean, back in Monday Night Wars were the bomb, dude. Dude, yo, that was at least it's great TV. 
Yeah. At least so. it's great TV, dude. It's so bleeping if awesome. They can do that. They can pull that off again. Yeah. Yo, be pretty well. I'm, I'm lightning twice. Yeah. They I mean, that's what wrestling back. is, isn't it? I mean, like, dude, like the DX is. I mean, yes, they're getting inject, inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend at WrestleMania. And, but like, yeah. yeah. They and were the still Harlem very Heat active too. in the storyline. The they were still very active in the storyline. Not too long ago. ago. Yeah, 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 you're exactly so, right. Like, they're, they're using the same ideas. So, might as well bring WCW back. Like, yeah. Anything AEW, whatever. Yeah. But I want to see Sting wrestle again. We're slowly, like, kind of inching our way back into the wrestling world so i don't know how this is going to happen if we're going to go full tilt on it but the the, and the it's to clarify to the people in the chat you know we used to watch it as kids mm-hmm. as most people did in the 90s and early 2000s then we got right. away and now i got the wwe channel so we have access to all these documentaries and that's all we've been watching man that's all i've been watching because yeah, it's right. so nostalgic man you go back to your your childhood and watch like the storylines and the the drama that you liked growing up as a kid. It's very it's very you know awesome and then to you watch. You see the real side of it as well. Exactly the, the human yeah. side of it. So we're we're kind of getting back into it. We are. I am. I am going to watch WrestleMania on Sunday. I'm going to watch it from front to back. Yeah. Um, it know, should I, be, uh, be very interesting to see, dude. I'm quite interested just to see like. I mean, if you're ever going to step back in, step back in on the biggest pay-per-view of their years. So, exactly. so see, if you can't be entertained at WrestleMania, then you're then, not going to be yeah, entertained exactly. at Exactly. It's right, a great right. barometer so, for whether or not you want to start watching it again. So we'll see. We'll give you the right. review next week. Yep. But I guess y'all are about to have to drop a review, and I'm – can't contribute because I did see it's the okay. It's okay. And this it's okay. It's a spoiler-free, guys. Spoiler-free. Spoiler-free as always. Blake and I, uh, over the weekend, watched The Highwaymen. Um, and I, I got to say, it's it's pretty <clears throat> damn awesome. It's pretty damn I awesome. I loved it, man. It's one of those movies like Reservoir Dogs or something like that where it's, it's the action is awesome and shocking and the story that goes with it is just as good, so nothing gets watered down in the yes, mess. Yes, I think that's that's a, a great way to put it. I mean, it is slowly paced. I will say, um, at time, you know, for the most of the movie, the pace of it's kind of slow. But like Blake said, that makes the action sequences hit so much harder. And during right. those slow times, they're doing such a good job of building the story and telling you the story from the perspective of these cops chasing down Bonnie and Clyde. Which is an angle that I really right. like. You know, you you've seen the bank, you know, the Bonnie and Clyde movie where they're the stars. Now right. we're looking at it from the guys who are chasing them down, and this is, you know, I don't know how historically accurate it is. It came came off as as good enough. Um, good enough to me. Um, Some accuracies to it. Yeah, but the acting was. I yeah, mean, I mean, you two would be the level. most hypercritical of the ac- accuracy. I mean, your freaking history majors be. Yeah. I'm yeah. like. It's pretty what good. What year was this? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I mean, meanwhile, my wife is like, we're Winston Churchill and Napoleon Bonaparte best friends. Like, she don't know nothing about <laughs> oh, uh, history. So, casual viewers of not like fact checking because you got two you'll, history majors. You'll love it. Just for sheer movie sake, it's, yeah. it's a story driven okay. movie that you can just sit down and enjoy. Exactly. You could just sit down. And, and I, the, the best compliment I can give it, and this is honest, I did not look at my phone once when I watched this movie. I didn't Yo, pick is it a, up. Dude, I didn't I'm gonna scroll. watch that movie tonight. If Chute did not look at his phone, didn't during, look at my good. phone once, bro. This it's is probably good. the greatest movie ever made. I don't know, dude. Because <laughs> I love this phone. So I holy love moly. 
That's like a game changer. Big red alert. If I had the DJ siren, I'd be like, wah, wah, wah. that's the yeah. triple stamp to the double stamp that I needed to know to watch it. So, yeah. um, I'm glad I could finally convince you. That's If you want my gauge for should I watch it, that's your gauge. Okay. Yeah. Did you look at your phone? Well, I mean, so, it's not very many movies that I don't look at my phone, so. I know. So, one movie that we'll have to see if we're going to be looking at our phones or not. I don't know. A little confused when I saw the trailer, but also incredibly intrigued. Watching the, the trailer, Joker. dude, while watching my phone, while watching the trailer. And I just <laughs> I couldn't figure out what I was watching. Exactly. Oh, was sorry for jumping phone in. Phone trailer inception. <laughs> I think I no, I watched it on a computer. But either way, the trailer. Are we going to show the trailer? Yeah, we're going to show it. We're going to show it. So I've got it here. Uh, It's for yeah. yeah, It's for Joker, the the new Joaquin Phoenix rendition. Joaquin, um, our man with the club. We'll we'll let you. We'll let you decide. Here we go. Good luck. Does it help to have someone to talk to? My mother always tells me to smile and put on a happy face. Chad, pay very close attention to my facial expressions. It says <laughs> told it. me I had a purpose. To bring laughter and joy to the world. Hey, hey, stop them! Oh, oh. Is it just me? Or is it getting Ooh. crazier out there? Smile, though your heart is aching. Smile. <laughs> I love B Dog's face. What the is he doing, the Joker? I don't know. In the sky, you'll get by. What? If you smile, <laughs> to your fear and sorrow, smile. The laugh, bro. I walk, bro. Yeah, he's walk. got the walk for sure. What's so funny? Freak. Dude, what am I watching? Gotham has lost its way. That's exactly the face you are making is the exact emotion that they're going for. Exactly. That is the Joker. Is the face that you are making. That's exactly what you should think when you think of what the Joker is as a villain. What is this? But by the end of it, dude, it got me fired up for it. Exactly. And I, I was like looking for reasons to hate it. And I was like, by the end of it, all on board. Yeah, With the green thing, hair. Oh. So confused. That's what the Joker is, man. Yeah, dude. He has a Jack Nicholson feel to Just, it, bro. That's so, why it's so good. We're talking about the Joker, and it, we would be remiss not to mention that today, of all days, to talk about it on the pod was Marman Heath Ledger's 40th birthday. Yeah. So, Which is, it's. We, it's not ironic that oh, they dropped this today. Man. I don't think. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's Heath Ledger to me. His he, Joker is so iconic. Also paralleled with his 
ridiculously untimely death, but he crushed that role. Oh, it's so not even close. So yeah. Best. It's Joe yeah. Is so down. high. And also one of the best knights ever, bro. You know, and I at, think at me knight's tale. What's yeah, up? Yeah, and this is and what's crazy is, you know, the uh the you know, a lot of people hated Jared Leto's Joker, and I understand mm. why. I get it. I but was I, one of them. I think that having that Joker out there is going to make this one hit a lot better. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we had just cool. gone, if we had just Can't gone from Heath Ledger, no, 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 not at all, not at all. I'm just saying that I think uh, having to go from Heath Ledger to this, which you know, maybe train makes that transition to this yeah. one. That's better. what I'm saying. Exactly. It's saying. it's That's too close to to what Heath Ledger did. Exactly. Now, it's right, not right, even. Right. It's not the same, but it's close enough to where There's you needed that. Enough. You needed that weird ass Joker in between. To I kind think of the Jack Nicholson comparison is a good one, though. I think he yeah. looked more like him than the Heath Ledger one. No, I both, agree. But you know, the walk. The walk was definitely inspired by Heath yeah. Ledger. Like that yeah, was the walk was sick. The Heath Ledger, Ledger walk. So, you know, I think uh, it's going to be. It, be I'm interested. I think it'll be good. I, I think Joaquin's going to kill it. Honestly, I mean, I can't imagine him doing bad. And as much as people hated Jared Leto's Joker, I didn't hate it. I just wish he, I wish that I think they did a shitty job of explaining what he was. Like you can't yeah. just throw him in the movie like that and ex- where he has this huge backstory yeah, we know nothing about, and he's totally different than any other Joker. It's like yeah. you set that one up to fail from the beginning. Um, and, and, and two I'm things that I would Leto say, fan, so that's why I like yeah. it. Yeah, the two things I would say is yeah, I agree with you 100. percent Like Jared Leto's Joker. Whether it's bad or not, in your own opinion, it's not Jared Leto's fault. Right. Like, the character choices he made were for a reason, and he was trying to reinvent the character after what, arguably the most iconic person to do it. And so right. he had to go 180. He and, had no choice but to go But to do yeah. that. And I think he took what he had to work with and in his realm of as an actor and That's crushed it for assessment. what he had to do. Yeah. But It's a fair assessment. If he had had a full a movie shape. with Batman solo, him and verse Batman... Where yeah. we got to see him develop into that, it would have been much better. I yeah, oh, of course, yeah. And then so when I when they announced this new Joker movie with Joaquin, I was like, why? Like, yeah, what's the point of that? But I get it, like what you're saying from a transitionary standpoint. Like, okay, now let's bring him back to like the real dark side of right. who the Joker really is, like what right. Heath Ledger was trying to do. And we'll mimic some things from Jack with the paint. You know, we'll bring in the limp from Heath, and we'll now have this new like crazy dark Blend, joker dude. yeah so i think that's what they were thinking i i think it's probably gonna be pretty hype like when it comes out i just want to know what the story is like that doesn't tell me anything about the story yeah i mean we <laughs> saw right. we saw him no, like giving does. his mom a bath and like there's, yeah, that there's was weird. all kinds of craziness yeah. going on in that story but uh yeah i'm interested to see i'm i am hype about again i love you know blake you're like me we both love dc so i'm hype yeah. about it i'm very yeah, hyped. yeah it's good oh, what, what, what am i it's gonna be cheese i like dc too like i mean let me get on I that feel, gang i know but i feel like you guys you're more started of a me guy. on our on green arrow so Even yeah credit, so, i mean credit true. i thought justice league was all right like yeah things could be better but like i like justice league as a comic like i like that story yeah. the, anim- the animated one was dope and yeah. killing, killing joke, uh, the animated Batman. Holy shit! Oh, the man. killing joke was awesome. It's unbelievable. Too. Started getting into some of the. Yeah, and so speaking of animated, yeah, like, uh, Netflix is kind of getting into the opposite, you know, taking an animated series and turning it into live action. 
Yeah, yep, I mean, well, this isn't. Yeah, this isn't the first. Uh, this isn't the first anime that they've tried to adapt. Now, full disclosure for any of you anime fans in the chat, we are not the biggest anime no. guys. Okay, I don't know much about it. The only reason I even know anything about Cowboy Bebop, which is the new Netflix show, is because I had a roommate in college who was really big into it. Shout out Gil if you're out there, man. Um, but he was really big into this, so I I kind of got uh, an understanding of it through him. And um, when I saw this, again, Cowboy Bebop grabbed my attention because it's one of the only animes I really know. And I saw that they had signed on John Cho as one of the characters, a.k.a. MILF guy number one. (laughs) Still chugging, bro. For any of you you millennials Uh, out there who may have seen American Pie. Yeah, but he got White Castle from literally a MILF character. Like this dude, he took the horns of like the craziest small part. Of possible and turn it into. We have to make it relatable to both generations. So I'm, I'm, I'm hyped, dude. John Cho, man, like Chute and I were talking about it when he was here for spring break. Like, for him to still be acting based off of a a character that literally just chanted a word in the first movie, and then that word's become, and then you know, a massively integral part of culture. Like, he literally like a word everyone knows. He revolutionized (laughs) the porn industry. That's for sure. Yeah. He should get some cred for that. <laughs> he should. But I mean, seriously. As far as like the the anime, though, like to, to what you're saying, to like kind of clarify it for the listeners and the people in the chat, like we look, we like anime, like from a general perspective. Me and B Dog were huge into DBZ growing up. Like, oh, you know, we grew up. I could definitely see the value in anime. Gundam, yeah. man. Yeah. So my you know, real only exposure to anime was I had a Japanese friend when we lived in Hawaii and he showed me an episode of Dragon Ball, but it was all in, in Japanese, Japanese with though. no subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. So I had no clue what was going on, but I was like, yo, this is crazy. The looks These sick. dudes are yeah. shooting fireballs out of their heads and flying yeah. around. Oh yeah, my God. But me, me and B, you know, watched it in middle school. When oh. We would talk about it at lunch. Dude. Was like, oh, yeah. what happened in People DBZ? <laughs> People at the lunch table, man, it was all about having a draw off. Who could draw yeah. the sickest sword, the sickest freaking crazy hairs. Yeah. It was all it about wild. who could draw the sickest dude because everybody wanted to be the next one. Yeah, dude. So I I can definitely see the value in taking those storylines because they're it's Why great not? writing in anime. Oh yeah. Turn it to live action. So I think, you know. Now all the all the real anime fans that I've seen discuss this, you know, they don't like the way that uh, Netflix has adapted a few other ones like uh Death Note I think is one. Um mm. they, you know, they try to adapt these these animes and I guess they don't do a good job. You know, again, I don't really know, but mm. yeah, I don't know. So there there's a lot of cautious skepticism, but again, as outside fans who don't really watch anime, I'll definitely check this show out. I love John Cho, man. Yeah, I mean, if it makes it onto the pod, you know, it's at least worthy of a click for once. Give it five minutes, maybe. We'll see. I'm going to give it five minutes. I can't tell you much beyond that. Yeah, yeah, John Chow, bro. MILF guy, number one. MILF guy, number one. Shout out to you for making a great career out of a crazy starting role in American Pie. Really wild. But, you know. We cover so much tonight, fellas, dude. We we even, you know, football, baseball, basketball. Take Wrestling. I know. Some WWE. Take it all in, guys. Is there anything else that you want the crowd to know? Anything? I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I know. How about how about uh, the next new season of Cobra Kai, dude? Oh yeah, on YouTube. 
We're not yeah. we're not quite ready to enter into the YouTube reviews yet. So. Yeah, dude. I started watching. I went down the rabbit hole the other day, man. It's pretty good, dude. They had some guest oh. appearances from some of the OGs, man. No spoilers. That's a, but... that's a Billy Zapka. Uh, Boo. <laughs> take that B Dog incentive for what you will. Guys, hey, if you're but... a YouTube watcher, B Dog knows, man. If he if he says it's good, it's probably pretty good. Uh, I'll, I'll send you some down some other things or uh, what's coming up on uh, Cinemax, man. There's a show called Warriors. Um, it's hitting the, all the uh, martial arts circuits. It's blowing up. I think the series is going to be the next big thing. Just keep the it one thing out. I will say is somehow, I don't know if B-Dog even sleeps because he consumes content unlike any other. So, Which is so strange like- because he does not participate in social media. It's like this weird... This weird. It must be why he thing. can do it because he's never on his phone. I don't it's know, true, man. I don't know. He just knows and, all the shows, bro. He know, he's up on he's up to date on Cinemax, up on Data Stars. <laughs> I mean, this dude is like in the zone. Channels we don't even know about. Show. If you ever need an off the book show, hit our boy B Dog up. For Come real. To the he does have a Twitter. Streaming. He does have a Twitter, folks. Hit he him does up. Have a Twitter. Okay. I do. If, you, I'll, if I'll you're sitting it. there I'll on Netflix it. and you're like, I don't know what to watch, give him some categories. He will throw you Netflix, at least five movies that you can topics, watch. I got you. Most importantly, uh, Into the Badlands is on Netflix right now, season three, part A. There see, you he's, go. We've already, there he's you already go. started. He's, it's just going to be and, word vomit of shows coming and, out. Exactly. So, and knows. most importantly, if it's a Tuesday night, at eight o'clock and you're like man i, I want to watch a show while i watch my favorite show stream pop into the chat interact with us we love it when you guys hang out with us exactly monday through friday right you know on the stream so always come back love if you me. miss any of our previous episodes please check us out on spotify itunes soundcloud we're all over the place YouTube. Now. anyway youtube of course yes Every- with, with some hopefully some more content on that channel coming your way soon but tell your friends, tell your family. Thank, if you are new here and you like the show, please hit that follow. We always appreciate it. And thank you so much for stopping by for this episode of the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast. You guys are the best. Bye. Bye.